Christmas is a lot of things to a lot of people. For many, it's seeing family. For some, it's seeing how many chocolate oranges they can eat. Whether you love it or hate it, it's one thing we can all agree on. It's Christmas. Just in case you don't remember. It's Christmas. The 25th of December. It's Christmas. There ain't no hidden agenda. No matter what you think of it, it's literally Christmas. Break it down, I mean, check your calendars, it's definitely happening. So open up the chimneys of your hearts and let Santa in. Spending time with family or spending half your salary on canapes and random cheese. Stuff you don't actually need. So rest your weary feet, it's a few days off. Unless, of course, you're Santa Claus, it's definitely not. Or you're a legend in an emergency services job. But you stayed open for a last minute on the way to Christmas dinner, present buying emergency service station stop. <laughs> Wait, does that explain the random choice of gifts you bring? What do you mean? I just know how much you love antifreeze and kindling. <laughs> you can create your own traditions. Or start a Christmas band. Write a Christmas song and sing it out into the stand. It's Christmas. You can tell because it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Did we mention that it's Christmas? It's Christmas. Christmas, 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 Christmas. No matter what you think of it. It's literally Christmas. Set the scene for us, Chris. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. Voice of an angel. A rustic outhouse is what the listing said. I mean, it's hard to imagine that first starry night. My mom's a midwife, she told us what it would have been like. Silence. I think he's coming, I think he's coming. Push! Man. <laughs> Why are there no placentas mentioned in the Christmas song? Oh, Joseph, no sif, the labour would be long. I've never seen depicted in a festive mural Mary giving birth without an epidural. Favourite rhyme ever. Whether or not you're on board with the origins We can come together to celebrate the consequence It's Christmas A donkey to a special journey It's Christmas So why the hell do we eat turkey? It's Christmas It might feel like it's come too early No matter what you think of it It's literally Christmas Let them know how I mean, let's be honest, Christmas isn't all about some Santa bloke. The only reason we came here was to try out our cracker joke. If a Christmas tree says nice to see you, to see you nice, does that make it a Norwegian spruce foresight? <laughs> Not even sorry in this way. And does St. Nick's crew know if a revolution's brewing? An anti-Santa sentiment? The Santa Santa senses it. Can, Can the Santa Santa sense an anti-Santa sentiment? Can the Santa Santa sense an anti-Santa sentiment? 
Any Christmas decorations? What tinsel insulation? It's simply scintillating. A scintillating tinsel insulation situation. You can't spell bauble without buble. You can't spell Father Christmas without fat. You can't spell Harry Christmas without Harry and Chris. And you can't spell Brussels sprouts without say Russell in that. Because Russell Howard is Russell Howard Allen. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Fidget spinners, 11 Snapchat filters, 10 Twitter scandals, 9 poo emojis, 8 children dabbing, 7 YouTube comments, 6 of them were awful, 4 Corbynites, 3 Brexiteers, 2 fields of wheat. And a real life reindeer scene is Christmas. Let's have a joyful celebration. It's Christmas. For everyone from every nation. It's Christmas. There's a real no matter what you think of it, literally Christmas. Did we mention that it's Christmas? It's Christmas. You can tell because it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Christmas, 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 Christmas. No matter what you think of it, it's literally Merry Christmas one and all. Welcome to the 25th of December 2018 and as promised this is the top three of my motivators um, over this year and life in general on the Stubbornly Optimistic channel. I've had a little bit of the old Christmas drink and stuffed full of turkey now. I feel like a turkey. I've been well stuffed. Or is that just a really bad joke? I don't know. Either way, let's move on to the first of the top three. Now, the first guy I'm going to talk about is Professor Brian Cox. Why him? Well, for those of you that have found out about this guy, he is, in his own words, a space geek. But he's also one of those refreshing chaps that he's young, for someone of my age anyway, and he's also funny his side project band when he was at university happened to get a few number one hits. One of these guys that just seems to be pretty successful, pretty cool, pretty down to earth. And actually some of the stuff that he comes up with and explains makes a lot of the stuff that I've previously alluded to with Stephen Hawking very accessible. So he's a worthy, in my eyes, a worthy successor to Stephen Hawking's mantle, if you like, of the uh, space cosmos theoretical physicist, that kind of deal. Have a listen to this little snippet of wisdom from Professor Brian Cox. Of all the questions in science, the question of the origin of the universe is one that I think needs no motivation. Every human culture has its own creation story, and science is no different. For the best part of 100 years, we've had the theory that the universe began in the Big Bang. But in the last decade or so, new precision measurements of the cosmos, coupled with theoretical developments, have given us an unprecedented and detailed picture of the origin of the universe. If this were a lesser programme, we would start it in a deep voice going, there was a time with no time. There was a place not in space. 
that is the time before time and place without space that we call the Big Bang. That's not what we're doing though. I think if you ask the question, why do you want to know the origins of the universe? I suppose the answer has to be curiosity. It's surely something that must occur to everybody at some point. Why do we exist? Second place on my top 12, my Christmas 12 um, is, should have a drum roll here really. Is Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty is a former monk who has set about making it his goal to spread wisdom at the same rate that we consume entertainment, infotainment, and these little lessons from yesteryear. It's a very similar deal to Tim Ferriss, to the philosophy stuff that I've listened to in the past and mentioned on many, many occasions. But Jay has this ability above and beyond other stuff and from other other people other content creators the spoken word the way he says things it just has a rhythmic quality to it and his his vehicle really is in speaking rather than than writing in my opinion i just think he's very very melodic to listen to and has a great way of putting stuff across so second place in this top 12 goes to jay shetty And here's a little snippet from him about figuring out where your passion, your purpose is, and how to to navigate some of those questions that you might have of yourself. Once said, uh, growing up in in an Indian household, you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. Yeah, that's right. right. So how, like, how'd you not fall prey to that? Yeah, those were my three options, right? (laughs) That was it. There was no fourth option, so... According to my parents, family, or the community I grew up in, I'm a failure. That's crazy. And how did I buck the trend? I was really, really fortunate that very early on, I started to experiment with what mattered to me. Sometimes that got me in a lot of trouble. Mm. What people don't know about me is that I was suspended from school three times for trying out all sorts of things, like things that people would never imagine of someone who goes on to be a monk. I was experimenting with all the drugs in the world. I had multiple relationships. I was really trying to search for some sort of meaning, fulfillment, and as for as long as I've known, I've been chasing thrill. Mm. I really value thrill and feeling like- I did my not life. see that coming. Yeah, no, not many people do. It's, it's very different. From 14 to 18, I was like this kid who just wanted to try new things out. And my parents' rhetoric would always be, well, make sure you get good grades. And I used to think, well, if I can be bad and get good grades, <laughs> then, then it all works, right? Everyone's happy. So that's, that's kind of what I did. And at 18, I was really fortunate when I met a monk. And this monk was invited to speak. And I kind of just went because one of my friends forced me to. At that time, I was listening to CEOs and entrepreneurs and business people and marketers who, who I thought that's what I was aspiring to be like. And then I hear this monk. And he captivated me like no one had ever captivated me before. It was like staring at the most beautiful woman on the planet. You know, I was completely fixated on him and his message. That was the beginning of what changed me because I went from being someone who did only want all those things to become successful and trying to, 
but I started hearing my own inner voice much more in all that noise that I had around me. And he spoke about this incredible principle where he said that we should plant trees under whose shade we do not plan to sit. And he was speaking about this principle of selfless sacrifice. And that kind of just penetrated me right there when he said the words selfless sacrifice. For the first time in my life, I felt a thrill about something that I'd never felt before. I thought, wow. Do, 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 do. Top place. Who is the number one? You can tell I've been at the sherry, can't you? Actually, it's not sherry. It was Drambuie. My girls got me some Drambuie for Christmas and, yep, I've had a few. And this could be optimisticality does drink dialing. Drink dialing? No, drunk dialing. Um, so it's slightly different. Um, although I am no Tim Forrest, obviously. I'm rambling, so I'll shut up now um, and tell you. In fact, I'll give you a little hint. Okay, for you, those of you who are roughly my age, you should have recognised that the group there that uh, was playing is Def Leppard. Def Leppard have been around for years and they released two albums uh, in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. One called Pyromania and the other one called Hysteria. Why are these two albums really important? Why am I mentioning them? Because in between times, there was a six-year gap in releasing these and in between the two albums, their drummer was involved in a car accident. And the drummer's name is Rick Allen. And unfortunately, as a result of this accident, he lost his arm. Now, a drummer that loses his arm in a rock band, a very successful rock band at that point. They'd already had, I think, three albums before Pyromania. Not only did Rick Allen recover, learn to play the drums one-armed, the guy has had a phenomenal career since, and they're still going, Def Leppard, are still going to this day, still playing, and the, the, the strength of mind and sheer belief to do that is staggering. And I well remember the priceless moment that Rick Allen's tenacity gave me as a teenager. Picture the scene, teenage kid, in your bedroom, listening to your records. I had the Hysteria album going on, my dad downstairs, and he shouted up the stairs a brilliant line. And I had the perfect comeback. Has that drummer only got one arm? To which I went, yeah, actually he has. And to this day, I can still remember the look on my dad's face as he just walked off shaking his head. So my absolute top, my number one, for tenacity, motivation for me personally, and hey, I'm going to play the personal card because it's Christmas, is Rick Allen, the drummer from Def Leppard. Here's a little interview with Rick, and also I'll pick songs from Def Leppard to play us out.
When I play on the road and I'm using my electronic drums, I'm trying to play as loud as I possibly can. But then when I come in the studio and I start playing acoustic drums, you know, like we, uh, you know, like I was just playing, then I find that I start to use more dynamics. Like with, uh, you know, Billy Cobham, how he could go from, you know, the loudest to the softest. Um, and that's something that's been really good for my playing, especially um, with one arm, you know? I really had to learn how to play acoustic drums in a different way. It wasn't just the electronic drums, it was both. It's, uh, it's been a journey, it's been a long journey, but uh, drums has really, it's really been my life, you know? It saved me many times. I decided to go home for Christmas, um, that was in uh, 1984, and um, I drove my, uh, my brand new Corvette Stingray over to England, and um, I lost control of the car. I think it must have been the seatbelt. I think the seatbelt came undone, and I left through the, the sunroof, and I actually landed in a field uh, maybe 100 meters away from, from the car. So it was, it was really, from an outsider's point of view, it was very tragic. When you go through something so tra traumatic like that, there is a survival mechanism within all of us. You know, it's a part of ourselves we don't visit very often. And um, you don't feel any pain. There's nothing like that. It's almost like experiencing a different part of yourself. And, and that has been a big part of my journey. It's very special, you know, to be able to sit and be, be sitting behind this drum kit, speaking to you about it. You know, I feel very blessed because there was a time before my accident that I lost interest in playing drums. I didn't really, the passion was gone. And the first thing I thought about when I came around after my accident was I want to play drums again. How crazy is that? You know, I have to lose my arm before, you know, before I'm inspired to play again. You know what I mean? But sometimes, sometimes that's what it takes for people. You know, it takes, uh, something big, something, a large event in their life to turn things around, you know, and point you in a better direction. Sometimes it can be really a, a positive. What I learned through the whole experience was really that the human spirit is the strongest force I know. It's the strongest force I know on the planet.
that is it, guys. I'm signing off for 2018. The next podcast will be 2019, the first one of the new year in January. So I hope you're all going to have a lovely day. I hope Santa was good to you, that you were good and you weren't on the naughty list. Anyone that got cold, let me know. And um, more power to you guys. Thanks for listening throughout the year. Have a ball. I am going to go and find myself another whiskey. Enjoy. Bye. Any more questions you want to ask? He wants us to get in the car. And go where? 50 years from now, when you're looking back at your life, don't you want to be able to say you had the guts to get in the car? Thank <laughs> you.